The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Johnny B. I'm riveted to the score. It's the last bastion of talk radio because you can just have conversation and you can let people talk and get an opinion. You know, local radio, that's it. Afternoons on the score. Packers get it done, JJ. They did. The Green Bay Packers against their arch rival, the Bears. I believe it was 9 0 going into today. Now it is 10 0 in their yeah. last 10 games against them. Huge one at Lambeau Field. Like I said, winning in playoff atmosphere. You can't beat that in Lambeau. They look good. Jordan Love, as Phil said earlier today, certainly looking like the quarterback of the future up there in Green Bay. Yeah, I remember Aaron Rodgers saying how he had ownership in the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I guess that ownership is passed along to the young pup, Jordan Love. <laughs> well, actually, shouldn't be laughing. It's not nearly uh, so funny anymore. That's not good. Yeah, man. I, you're so right that there are things that looked so Aaron-like, hopping on the balls of his feet and holding the ball down low. The play-action fakes. Yeah. They've talked about that a lot, how he really studied how Aaron Rodgers does the, the deception with the ball handling. Yeah. And then the super quick release, no matter where his body is, just as soon as he sees it. Okay, boom. Here it goes. It yeah. seems to be a really good thing to have in your back pocket. I didn't really get a lot of the Favre stuff that they were doing. I feel like that was just quarterback wearing a Packers jersey who was beating the Bears, which is enough uh, to to elicit pain. But I I didn't see a ton of like great risk taking from from him. You know, like Favre would have a ton of interceptions also because he would overly trust his arm. Jordan Love had a. 16 to 1 interception ratio in his previous seven games coming into yesterday and didn't didn't throw the ball away. Tyreek Stevenson hit the ball out on the broken play run, but right. he doesn't really put the ball in harm's way. No, what what I see is some get dropped, I guess. Yeah, but what I see is 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 what I want, which is the same thing that Rodgers had, which yeah. is the ability to be a great pocket passer and adjust that way and beat you that way. If that's what you're given, let's do the quick game. Get the ball out fast. Okay, yeah, that's open. That's open. That's open. Look, we saw Justin Herbert do that uh, against the Bears in, in L.A. on a Sunday night. But then also have enough athleticism to do enough off schedule that makes you special. We got a lot going on here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and it's not a game Illinois.com. Uh, some more important, but maybe not. When you hear this, we don't know if it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald or a whole big thing there, but uh, he kind of got blown away. Whenever you hear that, be the sixth caller at 312-540-0670. You get a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks at Soldier Field June 21st, brought to you by Live Nation. So have uh, the contest line ready and be ready to hear uh, Billy Joel and Les Grobstein. Les is the only good host that station has ever had. That's true. And now that he has passed, you guys all suck. That's true. I agree. It sucks and it freebases. I get it. I get it. Um. Brad Biggs said that he believes that Matt Eberflus has a four-year contract. It's a big deal, if that's the case. To me, that is a big, big deal because you fire him now after year two. You're paying two years of him versus whatever he gets from someplace else, which will probably not be a head coach job that pays more. So you're, you're, you're paying. And he points out Mark Tressman got fired after two years. I don't know if we know whether that was a three-year deal or a four-year deal. We'll see. But the thing is, is that I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, good, it's not five. You, you know, like I, I didn't think that he signed on for just three. That, I don't know that that even happens anymore. So, 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 so four, 
and he's a lo- on the lower end of the scale because it's not. This was not a guy that has been a head coach before. This is not a guy that had three offers to be a head coach and, and, and chose the Bears. So, 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 so he is a lower paid head coach on a shorter than normal first NFL head coach contract, or I guess not shorter than normal on the short end of normal. I think this is one of those things where our clash of context comes in here. You are very well versed in how teams around the NFL yeah. will pay for two dead years on a coach's contract sure. if they screwed it up and he's the wrong guy. They'll, 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 most of them will be aggressive and do it. I'm coming from a place where the Bears don't do that. Sure. Where they did it once yes. after two years of Tressman. Otherwise, they're trying to wait and just pay for one dead year as much as possible. And I'm not saying that that's not relevant. You need to know your individual situation. I think Josh McDaniels probably got an extra year in Vegas because their owner's kind of cash broke. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that the Bears' history there. Uh, with the McCaskies isn't relevant and they are not as rich as the Kroenke family, mm-hmm. for, for example, where, you know, they could just eat that coaching salary and it be nothing to them. But something tells me that if they are stepping up and being the big boys and hiring Kevin Warren away from the Big Ten and buying nine figures worth of real estate in Arlington Heights, I yeah. don't I don't think that the four million dollars a year that Matt Eberflus is making should be prohibitive for them from moving on from him? I don't I don't think. I would hope. When you pair it with the giant bag of cash that you'd have to give a Jim Harbaugh yep. or potentially a Ben Johnson to win th- you know, those negotiations. Yeah, then, it, it's then, a lot then of it money. Adds in. It's a I, lot of money. I keep going back to Washington uh, as they're going to have all the money in the world. They're going to give Harbaugh the biggest offer. Right in an uncapped coach's position. I mean, or Belichick. You know, they're gonna, they are going to sign a, they are going to sign a coach to a massive financial commitment, just like the Pistons blew everyone away to sign Monty Williams to win. You know what I mean? They, How's that working out? It's not going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, they, they absolutely will yeah, right. uh, spend big money at. The, and by the way, it at Menards. It, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if the Panthers do the same thing. They just fired the GM. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. They fire the coach after one year. They fire the GM one year after trading the first overall pick and mm-hmm. maybe forcing him to take the quarterback that he didn't want. <laughs> then you fire him for, you know what I mean? So, yeah, there are more dysfunctional places than the Bears, believe it or not. Let me go on record saying I want Belichick to go to Washington because it would have a little a little historical symmetry because that's where Lombardi went after leaving Green Bay. Like that, All right, ju- there you go. that just feels nice to me that Belichick can go – you know, get get Washington turned around the way that Lombardi did. But then Lombardi died the second year he was there. So I don't really well, want I don't that. You, I don't assume you want that. I don't want that for Bill. Let me <laughs> also get on record saying I'm not advocating for that. I don't. Are you saying that Washington killed him? <laughs> Lombardi? He's killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of careers. Uh, all right. 312-644-6767. What do you think, Shane? Dealer's choice here, buddy. Uh, let's go to Vince and Gurney. Oh, not, not a lot of confidence. No, this is kind of a boring stack of calls. You heard that call. As all of you, you're kind you. of boring. How dare you? Call wow. you you'll see. Well, you, you put them up. All right. Fine. Sh- I turned some down. All right. Pr- pr- prove them wrong. What Vince. do you got, Vince? Vincey. Wow. Hey, how, how you guys doing? Um, oh, so I wanted to hear, you know. Boring. Uh, you're boring, everybody. <laughs> Quit boring, everyone. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> go ahead, Vince. Uh, so, so if anything, the game showed us yesterday that the Bo- the Bears actually need more than just one guy. 
So I'm curious to hear if you guys really think that they should still get a quarterback. I don't think Caleb Williams does any better behind that line. Uh, DJ Morris talked about explosive plays. They don't got really another guy. So I really think they need to trade back, get some more picks, you know, get a pass rush, get a guy who's eventually going to have to replace Eddie Jackson. You know, the big yeah, okay, you're, 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 Vince, your line is terrible, but we we got the essence of your point. What's interesting to me, because I, I tweeted about Caleb Williams, uh, and the tweet's gone very viral, so I feel like I've just been inundated with all every argument that you could possibly be had, made in every direction on well, this. That's what happens on stuff like that. No no question, and I, and I asked for it. Uh, people are like, would Caleb Williams have done any better yesterday? I mean, maybe, maybe not, but... You also have the ninth pick in the draft. You also have whatever you get in the trade for Justin Fields. You also have more draft picks than any other team in the NFL this year. You have $62 million in cap space. Yeah, so it's not drop Caleb Williams behind Dan Feeney in Lambeau in Week 18 God, yesterday. You know what I mean? That, that isn't the situation. The situation is you get younger, more talented, and cheaper at quarterback – and continue to improve the team around him. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that is the, that's not what we're talking about here. Brief side note: my favorite moment of the Dan Feeney era was when he was signed, and I saw his mustache. My mm. least favorite moment of the Dan Feeney era is when he played yesterday. Yeah, he was, was an absolute disaster. The, the center, center, center. Well, I'll have time. Coming soon to a polls position near you. My long thoughts on why, why and how the Bears need a center. Um, one thing on his quarterback thought from the caller, I feel like we've gone to a, a place that's almost too much context. Like, yes, I know that the Packers receivers, are the young receivers are better and they were open. I, I, I know that. And I know that the pocket was cleaner. But if you can't see the difference between love and fields and only say the difference is the context of play calls and line and targets, then I think you're kind of willfully missing some very visible things in terms of the difference. You know what I'm saying here? Of course, man. It it can't always be the play call and the line and the pass catchers. It can't always be because the great ones overcome it exactly and it's not just the first ballot hall of famers obviously those are the ones that we point to but by the way that's the goal the goal is to find the first ballot hall of famer Mm -hmm. who can overcome it because yes because i hear i hear lawrence make the point all the time and he makes it's he makes the argument very well if you watch josh allen like you watch justin fields you'll see missed throws you'll see maddening plays you'll see inconsistencies and if you do that with any quarterback in the nfl ask chiefs fans about some of the stuff that pat mahomes has done this year they're like ah man he missed that one or he dropped his eyes a little bit or that's not normal he's the best quarterback any of us have ever seen no one is immune to it but do you have a guy that can win a Super Bowl last year with Marquez Valdez Scantling as his number one receiver? Because tra- other than Travis Kelsey, who's which is a big other than, but the Bears have DJ Moore. Yeah. It's not like the you know what I mean. Ask Aaron Rodgers going to a Super Bowl and winning it in a year where he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. You've got to be able to overcome it sometimes. That is the gig, and we yeah. haven't seen Justin overcome it enough. So, yeah, I just, of course, it's a team game. But, yes, quarterbacks are the great deodorant. They can mask a lot of this stuff. And Fields is good. And you can make the numbers look for him to be great. Right? Like, I, I, get, the, if, I get the argument, hey, 
quarterbacks with 6,000 passing yards, 2,000 rushing yards, and 50 touchdowns through three years. It's Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields. That's a compelling argument. It is. But you're sitting there with the number one overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like that, that to me is the more compelling argument. Sean and Romeoville on Parkinson Spiegel. What up, Sean? Hey, happy New Year's, guys. You, you too, as well. Sean. Well, you know where I stand, uh, Speaks and Danny on uh, on fields, and that's and I, you know, I get it, man. If um, if you can't not pose if he wants to swing at the fences with his own guy, you know, and go down swinging with his own guy, I get that. But before I make a point, Danny, I, I just I have a question I'd like for you to ponder. At the end of the year last year, uh, Pose said he'd have to be blown away to move off from fields. I wonder why he wasn't blown away by Stroud. You know, it's so sh- – yeah, Sean. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, you can, we can, you, can, you can respond to that now if you want, but I, I'm just curious as to why he wasn't blown away by Stroud. Like, what didn't, we, what didn't he see, and what do we expect him to see in Caleb Williams or Drake May? Because he didn't see it in Stroud, and he didn't owe Justin anything last year. It's, you know what? So he's, it, already, he's, already, he's already passed on a game changer. Because as much as I love Justin – Stroud is light years ahead of him. Sean, that's a great call. I've been thinking about it a lot. If I was going to make the argument of, like, I don't trust polls to get this right, I'd be talking a lot about C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Because he's right. I think the argument, the the obvious point is, is that Justin was one year in to the polls experiment and and the Getsy experiment. and, And two years into the rookie contract. As opposed to three. I think that's the big difference. And there's one other difference, which is that if you did it right, you could arm yourself with two draft picks for this draft in a theoretically better quarterback draft. Which people were saying last year that that this was the better quarterback class than last year, and he got an extra first-round pick from a bad team, took away DJ Moore from it to make them worse, and all of that stuff. So, Sean, that's my answer, is that he he had the security blanket of the two ones in a better quarterback draft while he cheaply watched Justin try and prove it for a team that wasn't ready to win anyway. Right. And now, but by the way, I wish C.J. Stroud was here. Like, I, I get why people would say that they don't mm-hmm. because you're happy with the draft capital and, and uh, DJ Moore. But I, and I know it's more than quarterback, but I do think that there is something too. If you have young superstar quarterback, he does make everyone better. Do we still have Sean who wanted to make his other fields point? If, if, if not, I can. Uh, oh, I, I, can... Thought, I thought that was his only point. I, he, he's on, he's no, on. What's up, oh, Sean? Yeah. You got another point? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. But thanks for responding to that, guys. You guys have been really compelling all year. I think. Um, I guess, and I'll just go back to this. I just think, man, we, it's, it's organizational ineptitude. And, like, man, just to expect a young kid to come here and overcome that is what scares me. If you just look at the Packers, they have a formula. I mean, it's interesting how they did the exact same thing with Rodgers and Favre that they did with Rodgers and Love. They drafted Rodgers when Favre was an aging star. And, and made him sit for three years and did the exact same thing with Rodgers and had Love sit for three years where Love had the he, – obviously he's playing for the coach that drafted him, even though he didn't start. Same playbook, same scheme. But I'm just saying there's a formula that works here. The Bears just haven't demonstrated an ability to do that. Now I'm hoping they'll bring in the right people and it can change. But if it doesn't, man, I'm just afraid we're going to be doing this again 
and again and again. And it's like you said once, um, Danny, like, you know, you don't lose your job if you're wrong. So no, hell, no God, no. Are you kidding? I, I'd be, I, I'd be I, unemployable. I swing, but just <laughs> expecting a rookie, and, I, and if we can find that rookie who cannot just overcome a bad line or not having great weapons or not having a terrific OC, if we can find that guy great, but there's so much more to overcome with this organization, and 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 I and I I, I like to be proven wrong because I, I I bleed orange and blue, but it's just a big ass to ask for all of that with this organization when we we have we we haven't demonstrated a proven formula that works. Like I mean, how many? Teams all right, Sean. No, Thanks. Sean, we we get the point, man. And like, listen, it's very it's they don't have a first ballot Hall of Famer to have a quarterback sit behind, so they can't replicate the Green they, Bay. Thing. They don't, and they didn't have Ron Wolf, who the Packers hired in 1991, and after, like, they were a dead franchise from, what, 69 until 91, and Ron Wolf goes out and gets Favre, and then they draft quarterback after quarterback after quarterback until he found one that he wanted to hand it over uh, from Favre to Rodgers, all those quarterbacks, and then they've done the same. It is an extension of Ron Wolf's quarterback philosophy that the Packers do. We have a Bears report with Mark Grody at 4 o'clock, Jalen Johnson at 5. Colin in Edison Park is on the score. What's up, Colin? How's it going, guys? I got two points real quick. First one is the Bears, only thing that they have brought in for him, weaponry-wise, is DJ Moore, and look how that turned out. If you look at the wide receiver, QBR rating when targeting him, he's top in the league. Like, Justin can get it done. He needs more help there. And my second point when it comes to that is the ramifications. This is the ramifications of not having first-round talent on your team because we traded it all away and to get Khalil Mack and then Fields. Like, a quarterback can't be a deodorant when there's, not, when there's nothing there for him to work with. We need that draft capital back, and we need to keep doing that, and we need to watch Justin continue. To blossom. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Colin. Um, can we help him finish that analogy? The quarterback can't be the deodorant if there's no hair follicles for it to stick to mm. in the armpit of the team. I'll defer to Shane on this one. Right? Let me think about that one. Let me think about that one. I don't want to give you a half-assed <laughs> analogy. <laughs> well, you know, as I'd, opposed to the normal full-assed analogy. I mean, but they turn out real well. They do. They yeah, do. They do. They do. The full really Remember ones. the Harvard uh, uh, Harvard rowing analogy? I was thinking about it all weekend. Yep. I'm glad to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was real good. Let me say on the wide receiver uh, thing, the Packers have six legit young wide receivers. What the F, Yeah, that's annoying, too. What the hell, dude? Yeah. Out of of the six, Christian Watson is 6'4", Dobbs and Heath are 6'2", Wicks is 6'1", Jaden Reed is 5'11", and completely electric. Yeah, he's fast. Uh, Melton is 5'11", and strong as hell as a possession receiver. Meanwhile, Poles drafted Vellis Jones and Tyler Scott and traded for Chase Claypool. Somebody named Colin Johnson was active yesterday. As a wide receiver for the Bears, he wore number 80. I'm pretty sure that was his name. <laughs> we don't even know. But I don't know about Colin Johnson. What the hell, man? I Right, well, he's gotten it. You should know his name. <laughs> he, he, I was going to say, because he said, uh, the caller said whose name, Colin, actually, yeah. uh, said that he'd only given him DJ Moore. No, the only one he gave him that worked was DJ Moore. 
right? Because they had Darnell Mooney, who Justin loved and who has been disappointing. He drafted Valus Jones as his first ever offensive draft pick, which Whoops. has been a bust. And then he traded the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool, which was a massive bust. Uh, and then he drafted Tyler Scott, who is yeah. forced into action and isn't trustworthy at all. Yeah, drops the ball way too often. So, no, Poles has not been successful outside of DJ Moore uh, at that. We've got every, uh, full lines open. People wanted to talk. Full lines open? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think eight of the ten lines are filled right now. They're ringing off the hook. You can get in on that. More to react to on this Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Sebastian Maniscalco. Good to be on the score. I mean, I've been a score guy ever since in the 90s listening to you guys. You know, now with the Bears, I don't know what the hell's going on. Afternoons on the score. You know, you've been talking again about this throwing motion. Yeah, you see him right there, right? Yeah, can you show us what it's like? Well, what happens is Favre starts it all off, right? Rodgers copies him. Aaron Rodgers came in with the ball up high from Cal, and he's this way. He watches Favre every day, and you're like, I got to be better. And you see the guy spins the ball incredibly well. Well, you watch Jordan Love throw. He's got a lot of this Favre, and he'd go back, and you jump almost when you throw. And that's Rodgers and these guys. And I feel like that is a great thing for a young quarterback to see these guys emulate them and then make it your own. And he's doing it. Yeah, I'm sure it is great, Tony. <laughs> you don't need to take so much joy in it, okay? my God. Oh, God. I just have so many cheeseheads in my mentions for weeks being like, oh, I thought you said he mm. sucks, Parkins. I said, I had no idea if he sucked. I was just trying to speak it into existence because you don't deserve to go from first ballot Hall of Famer to first ballot Hall of Famer to even good, I which know. is obviously what they have in Jordan Love. Yeah, they've, disgusting. they've figured some stuff out. I, what is it? They've now lost uh, 10 in a row, 15 out of 16 to Green Bay. Yeah. 25 <laughs> out of the last 28. And then my new favorite, 46 out of the last 60. They're 14 and 46 in their last 60 in the regular season are the Bears against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, that's a really cool stat. Thanks for sharing that with me. You got it, Justin. Congrats on the marriage, by the way, Justin Steele. Uh, you know how I knew about it? Adbert Alzali tweeted about it. Stop. We'll talk Cubs at Cubs convention on Friday. Who the hell cares? Thank you. It's ridiculous. You know, so we have full lines right now, <laughs> including uh, – but this is this is fun. What? From the Dan Patrick for, for Show. For you, it's fun. Well, we're talking football. From uh, yeah. the Dan Patrick Show, from Marion Catholic, Paul Paps, Paulie with us on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. What's up, Paul? Guys, first time, long time, and I'm going to go put my head in the oven after hearing that Packers stack. Great. That was why it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, rough it's, around it's here. It's not gone well, Paul, but you know that. You know that. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when you see the Packers game as the last game of the season for our team, and you're like, oh, this this would be great. You know, we'll get a nice win. We'll ruin their season. They won't go to the playoffs. We didn't do anything, but we could make sure they didn't do anything either. And then nine points, it, it, it doubled down on what a season it was. Yeah, so you have – so you're a diehard Bears fan, but you, sure. you have national perspective, and you don't have to live it every single day, like in terms of like when you go to the grocery store. What do you think they should do? This is interesting because it really is a national story. The Bears don't play nationally on the field. They play nationally because of their situation. Two years in a row, you get the number one draft pick. And I think they did a really good job with it last year. If they were not sure about Bryce Young, and I think it was too early last year to bail on fields, mostly because of his contract. They did great. They got an offensive lineman. They got a great wide receiver. And they ended up with the number one pick this year. You're probably not going to get that again. So here's what preface this by saying, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think there's levels of wrongness with this decision. If that's a phrase in any way, imagine you keep Justin Fields 
And next year, you are a little better, and he's a little better. And now you've had to pick up his fifth-year option, which is like $24 million. And then you have to decide, are we going to sign this guy for five years and $250 million? Because that is the going rate for second-year contracts of a franchise quarterback. And if the answer is no, then you've passed on Drake May and Caleb Williams when you had them. And you may not have that chance at the top of the draft again. That's where I am at right now. I'm 100% with you, and I, I think what's been fascinating is that Bears fans, because we've been snake bit by Cade and Rex and, yeah, Jay, but that was a trade, but then Justin and, and Mitch, there's a huge component of Bears fans, maybe even a majority, that are like, I just fear the bust, and I know Justin is good, and I don't want to go through it and start over all over again. It's also the psyche of the defense might be good, and we have a defensive head coach building a vibe. That's cool. That's familiar. I know that model. That's good. Why don't we just have a decent quarterback? All those years, you just wanted a decent one. It's clear that we have a decent one now, but you got to aim higher. I'm not scared to, to, for the, the downside at the shot at the upside. I, I, I understand. By the way, Paul, uh, I'm holding right now in my hand last year's Marconi Award for Network Syndicated Personality of the Year for your guy, Dan Patrick. We have this in our studio because we were nominated last year and did not win. And then Danny's good friend, Nick Wright, I believe stole this from Dan. How does the story go? Exactly. What I remember is is Nick Wright, without being asked to, went up and uh, took the award on behalf of Dan. Somehow it's in the WSCR uh, studios. Mitch Rosen. He's dodging my calls. I can't get a hold of the award. Uh, I think it's going to stay with you guys until Dan and I come to Chicago. We cared so much about being nominated that we flew to New York to lose. Dan cared so little about the award that he didn't drive 30 minutes to win. It was yeah. it was a real eye-opening moment for us as a show. And guys, that's what you got to that's what you aspire for, you know. Uh, you know, you want to aspire someday to no show to an, somewhere where you're being honored. That's right. So, all right, I mean, are you Caleb or May? Uh, you know, that's a tough part because I, I gotta I gotta be somewhat uh, realistic with my knowledge of pro football. I hear guys like Dan Orlovsky say they love Drake May. Caleb Williams four months ago was the the he was the Andrew Luck. He was the Trevor Lawrence. He was a Peyton Manning. And I guess he's cooled a little bit. But you know the the big thing for me is the financials of this. You know, with you restart the quarterback clock, you you bring in Drake Drake May and Caleb Williams, and all of a sudden they're on a pretty good team. And you you draft Roma Dunze, the wide receiver out of Washington, or something like that. And then you've got a situation where your new guy is coming in fresh and he's got a chance to have a good team around him. But it, it goes back to always like to improve the quarterback position. Remember a few years ago when Alex Smith was doing well, I think he made the Pro Bowl for the Chiefs. And they said, you know what? We want to be better. We want to upgrade. And they went with Mahomes. And a lot of people questioned it at the time. I think you have to take chances because I think we've seen what we have with Justin Fields. The one last thing about Fields, and I like him personally, seems like a good guy. He tries hard. He plays hard. But guys who run and guys who tax their body a lot with running, rarely have good second halves of their career. And I'm not comparing them directly to Cam Newton, but remember when Cam Newton fell off the cliff at age 27, 28 with injuries? It wasn't his playing ability, it was injuries. I just worry about that kind of thing as well. Completely agree. And, you know, this is a unique opportunity for us. I've said that the Bears are the most interesting team of the offseason. Maybe you could argue that Belichick and what happens with him is the bigger story nationally, but how is it a daily talker? How big of a story do you think the Bears are going to be nationally between now and April? Quite a bit because, you know, this is the number one pick of the draft and that is how everything falls down from there. If you're like, if you play, if you're a fan of the Washington team, you're a fan of the Patriots, if you're a fan of the New York Giants, who I think the Bears should talk to about a trade if they trade, everything depends on what the Bears do like it did last year. And CJ Stroud was a byproduct of what the Bears did. 
So they really control the entire month of April. And I think they're going to take a long time. I think this is going to be last year. The trade went pretty fast. I'd be surprised it went this fast. Hey, Paulie, thanks for uh, calling in, man. This was fun. Anytime. Lines open. Okay, you can buy me some Pequods next time. Take care. Ah. <laughs> Anytime, man. Let us know next time you're in Chicago. All okay. Right. It this... sounds like Paul Pabst. Everybody in agreement there? It sounds like, yeah, McLovin. I don't see any other possible interpretation. It's Paul Pabst. That's who that was. That's exactly who that was. Paul Pabst. Mm. Dan Patrick show. Yeah. And we have his Marconi. I have secrets about uh, Dan Patrick on the streets of Salt Lake City that I got from Dan McNeil and Terry Boyce. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to choose not to share those. Good. All right. Good. I think that's the right thing to do, don't you? Which caller is capable of following uh, Paul on the East Coast? That's a that's a tough one to follow. Oh, let's go to the Eastern Time Zone again. Adam in Atlanta. Adam, what's up? You're on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Hello, hello. Um, well, that's a tough act to follow. I assume he's like what a uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon type person. Like, is that the same family or whatever? Or is it just a coincidence or whatever? We I don't know. we don't anyway, know, that's... but you're struggling right now. So just <laughs> get to your. I know. I know he's I know. Dan Patrick's executive producer. That's what I know. He's Dan Patrick's executive producer. Yes, there is no. All right, but anyway, <laughs> I I find the whole conversation about just the quarterback and everything a little bit annoying just because the whole C.J. Stroud thing, especially all last year, it was a race to get Bryce Young. It was a race to get Bryce Young. And then lo and behold, Bryce Young goes and crashes and burns so far with Carolina. And of course, we don't know if that's going to stay that way or not. My biggest problem with whatever they end up doing is if you have Eberflus and if you don't move on, you're going to do exactly what you did to Justin and exactly what you did to Mitch before. And on top of that, you don't have an infrastructure the way that the Packers have. The fact that they can get all of those guys to seemingly come from out of nowhere, all of these receivers around a quarterback who sat three years behind Rodgers, but that's not even the most important part. The fact of C.J. Stroud himself having more of an infrastructure than Justin had. He at least had Nico Collins, who I think he was like in the year in the league already for a year. And then he had Tank Dell and he had a decent enough offensive line and, and had Bobby Swillick as his offensive coordinator. Whereas if he had been drafted by the Bears, you don't have DJ Moore. Yeah, but you here's the thing. Here's right. the, here's the thing, you Adam. You don't have. Is, yeah, that, that, that is true. If CJ Stroud was drafted by the Bears, that he would not have had DJ Moore. That, but, that is true. But CJ Stroud's. The, the thing that they stressed about C.J. Stroud and why he climbed up the draft board, because remember, he was thought to be maybe the third or the fourth quarterback, and then he was apparently somebody Frank Reich wanted to take at one, if we were to believe that, or he was certainly up there as a possibility. The reason he climbed is because he's really good from the pocket. That's what they knew. Last year in the national championship semis, he was great outside the pocket, and that was kind of a revelation. Like, oh, the Georgia game, yeah, yeah the Georgia game. Like, oh, he can use his legs too. Okay, because that's not it's it not all, not all of them are the same, and so he is undoubtedly a better pocket passer as a rookie than Justin Fields is in year three. It it is it is indisputable. That it wasn't scouted is the issue, but it's not the again. You're giving too much power to context, in my opinion. Yeah, and there is something too. Just like, yes, it's more than just the quarterback. You got to have receivers. You got to have coaching. You got to have the line. But it's not all created equal. It's like people would say, "Oh, there's three phases of football: offense, defense, and special teams." Yeah, but special teams not as significant as defense and offense. Doesn't matter as much. They, they don't. They don't have as many plays. Big play for the Bills last night. Though. I'm not saying. Yeah, right. Not saying you can't win or lose a game. Yeah. Not saying it doesn't matter. Not saying it should be ignored. But it is. Yeah, the Bears need to upgrade at center. But upgrading a quarterback is a bigger priority. It just is. If there wasn't an opportunity to upgrade at quarterback, mm-hmm. then the other things would be a bigger opportunity. But you are just 
it's staring you in the face an obvious way to upgrade at quarterback. And you're saying, well, maybe he won't. Not you, but like the, yes, the, the, yes. the naysayer. Well, maybe he won't. Of course. But it's the shot at the higher ceiling, the dare-to-be-great greatness. Passing from the Alex Smith point is a good one. Three straight years, double-digit wins in Kansas City. You're like, eh, we can do better. Niners in a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Eh, let's trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance. It missed, but they tried to be great at quarterback. Keep trying to be great at quarterback. It's the only way you can be relevant. You want Caleb Williams to come to the Bears, and when DJ Moore and Montez Sweat are retired or on other teams on cheap veteran contracts, Caleb Williams is still balling out with the next receiver right. and the next defensive end. And, and you want to be happy to pick up his option and then pay him. No debate. Because you're convinced that he is 100% someone great enough to continue with. You're not there with Justin, and that is a big, big reason. More reaction coming. You feel like you're a meatball on something. We got a Bears report from Mark Grody. I think we have data on how much that Packers game actually meant to Bears fans. Still much more to do, including uh, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel tickets to give away. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Afternoons on the score. Yeah, so like I said before, you know, we haven't had those meetings. Ryan and I sit in my office, and it's uh, 10 minutes apiece, and we go from 7 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, we get feedback on every aspect of, of the program, all the systems that we have in place uh, relative to the performance staff, to the weight staff, to the trainers, uh, to the cafeteria, the food. We'll ask Jalen Johnson what he said in his exit interview. When he joins us coming up at 5 o'clock. I always like to say, you know, J- Jalen, he's a real talk expert. That's what Dan Weederer says in the open. He seems to, there's no question you could ask him that he won't answer. But now I'm like shook. It's like, did, did, he, did he know he wasn't playing in that game? Hmm. And he said he was 100%. Did he know he was going to the Pro Bowl and he tried to play it a little bit coy? I took 100% as meaning he 100% intended to play. Not that he was 100% going to play. Because he's answered 100% on a few other questions along the way in terms of just an enthusiastic right. affirmative. Because the, yeah, the question was, do you expect to play against Green Bay? 100%. And he said 100%. Yeah, not 100% chance I'd play. Yeah. So am I cutting some semantic slack to a friend of the show? I, yeah. Yeah, you are. I'll do it again. <laughs> I, know, I know. And I should. <laughs> but, but I'm going to ask him, well, what happened? And I like your theory that Eberflus congratulating him on the Pro Bowl <laughs> hit him in the wrong shoulder. Smash! And, and, it, and it set him back. Man. I think that is a very funny uh, conspiracy theory. Did you see, did you hear Eberflus talking about Jalen in the postgame when asked about him? He, he again referenced, you know, he's really, really good and he's bought into our system, you know? There was some stuff early. You know, it's not a terrible idea to, to ask him about the evolution of him in this system because yeah, Jalen's just a good player. I mean, he can cover guys and, uh, you know, it's certainly, we had an injury also to the Smitty, you know, that certainly hurt, you know, so you're, you know, dealing with a couple of things there in terms of, of that, but you know, Jalen's had a heck, a heck of a year. He can really cover and he's bought into our, our style too, in terms of taking the ball away, tackling. And, uh, we really like where he is. Yeah. Right. So it, 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 as you were about to reference the stuff at the very beginning, Right. Yeah, I mean, there was some talk that like he would not want to, you know, he wants to press man to man, physical, jam you at the line, follow receivers all over the field, as opposed to 
your side of the field and, you know, whoever they send out to you, that's yeah. who you cover and that sort of thing. And the first OTAs, he didn't run with the ones at one point. And they were adamant that it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, a punishment or yeah. anything like that. But it was clear there's a little something. And I just thought the way that Jalen was about Eddie Jackson last week, admitting, the, like, honestly talking about the evolution of that relationship could be a way he might talk about the flus. So. I, think, I think it's good. I mean, last week leading into this game, I question in transition with you and Lawrence and Layla, like, are they really a top five defense? Because I didn't think that they were. I thought that they were improving. I thought they were young. I thought that they were, there was a lot of positives because all of the guys are young and under contract and going to be back, right? Like Jalen and Tyreek Stevenson and Jaquan Brisker and TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds and Montez Sweat and Javon Dexter is a really good young, under-contract core. Did you say Kyler? Not sure you I, did. I, I didn't say Kyler. And, yeah, and Kyler Gordon. Thank you. Um, and, you know, Zach Pickens. You know, there sure, are, there sure, are sure. other names. Sure. But no, I, you're right. I did not say Kyler, and he's had plenty of great moments, and I should mention him. Like, there's plenty of reason to believe in the defense. Uh-huh. I just was not convinced, based on what we actually <laughs> saw on Sunday, given the caliber of their opponent, that they had really shut down anybody elite with any degree of consistency other than having some success against the Lions. There's a lot of people that agree with you. Well, uh, people will look at it and say that their one win against a good quarterback was Jared Goff. Yeah, and and yesterday, I was like, all right, they're playing well. He's the best quarterback in the NFL statistically since week 11. That would count as two for me. Must win game for them on the road. Healthiest their skill position group has been all season. Yeah. Go disrupt them. Didn't happen. You only They only scored 17, yeah, but, but they, they didn't punt. Their yards per play, their yardage numbers, their chunk plays. like There was seven th- for ten on third right, down. Their third down efficiency. Like, it, they just straight up didn't disrupt them at all. The absence of Jalen is a big deal. I think that was I, a great day for his contract demands yesterday Yeah. Uh, in terms of that. And I thought then the the injury to Terrell Smith was was a big deal. Love, right. love is good. And then here, here's one more I'll add. I am ready for the next free safety. A free safety more interested in tackling and uh, less yes. less jukeable than Eddie Jackson. I agree. And Montez Sweat needs someone else yeah, for op- sure. opposite him. 100%. This idea of, like, oh, he's a multiplier. He's a multiplier. He, he is, uh, but. Uh, well, he's been against backups. Like, I. And again, not saying that it wasn't a good trade and it hasn't worked out. It mm-hmm. it has so far. It's trending in the right direction. But we can't make ex- – just like four fields. Well, he doesn't have a center and he doesn't have a perfect left tackle and he doesn't have a perfect number two or number three wide receiver. Yeah. You, great quarterbacks overcome it. Well, they didn't have Jalen Johnson. If you're truly great, you've got to – You've got to be. You can't just be. Well, they didn't have this guy, and this guy got nicked. You know, it's. It, you've, I know. Got, you've got to be truly difference making if you want me to call you top five. They're not a top five defense. I, I, I hear you, uh, but it, sometimes the reality of the situation is, is is undeniable. The Dolphins had no Jalen Waddle and a couple other targets that they were without last night. No pass rushers at all anymore because they've all been hurt. Essentially, of so course. Sometimes I, you can see that late in the year. Of course, I'm just saying we crown a lot of people crowned the bears defense as being top five mm-hmm. based on just raw numbers when we should be smarter than that because we watched the games and said eh, they were playing josh dobbs and bryce young and some and backups backups in oakland kyler right when he came back 
wasn't a tough schedule. Play, you got to you got to play Heineke. You know what I mean? We should have been smarter, and I tried to be. Then, like they actually, because you're right. If you're a top five defense and you're shutting down Lamar and Mahomes and Josh Allen, and then you lose a couple of starters and you get shredded, it's like, oh, okay. Well, when healthy, you can be great. We haven't seen them be great against good offenses. I uh, was definitely very excited about the defense, and I remain hopeful and optimistic about the defense. I, I, I'm hopeful and optimistic about it, too. I just don't think we go into next year saying they're a top-five defense. That's well, all. Well, that, see, see what they add. If they add a veteran free safety who doesn't mind tackling and they add an edge rusher high in the draft or a free agent, I'll be – Oh, they can. I, 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 I might be saying it. They can be a top-five defense. I just don't think that they are right now. Uh, Mark Grody with the Bears report next on The Score.